This episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast is brought to you by Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber, not your average heroes, the legend continues. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another great edition of the Main Event Talk Podcast. I am the main event player, the super C, the god among gods, the king among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth, and officially as of right now, both the NWA's Back for the Attack and WWE Fastlane has officially come to an end, and now it's time for the aftermath of both events. The main event will discuss um, some of the matches that took place on the NWA back for the attack. I had a chance to see some of the matches. Uh, very good. Um, loved how it came out. Some of the results were pretty good, and I dig how it was. WWE Fastlane had some great matches, some big surprises, and somebody got buried. And I swear to God, this is fucking truth. <clears throat> somebody got buried at Fastlane, and you'll know who that individual is in a moment. And plus... Some more matches to be announced for WrestleMania, and the main event will continue to also not only talk about WrestleMania, but I'm also going to give you what's about to happen in the next couple of weeks because we've got some more wrestling to cover next week, and then the following week after that will be the week of WrestleMania, and we're going to talk about everything from the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony, the NXT TakeOver uh, night one and night two, and then of course WrestleMania night one and night two, we're going to be talking about that and so much more. <clears throat> now, let's start off with a WrestleMania theme song. Now, the last two episodes, uh, let's see, we did a theme song from WrestleMania 17, which featured Limb Biscuit, My Way. And then on the last episode, we did not one, but two songs from WrestleMania 18. One was Saliva doing, uh, I think it was Superstar, and then... Uh, Drowning Pool doing the song for uh, Tearaway. <clears throat> Both of them were live songs that took place at WrestleMania 18. Now, we're heading back to WrestleMania 19. And this one is something that uh, you know quite well. Now, I'm going to actually give you two different versions of this, as a matter of fact. It is by Limp Bizkit, obviously. And it is a song that, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to find it anywhere but either on YouTube or any other place because this song is very very rare to find <clears throat> and I guess the only way to find it is through YouTube unless you can actually get the full version of this song but to get an idea of what the song is we're gonna go back to WrestleMania 19 and I'm gonna show you the promo and uh, this features Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock at WrestleMania 19 and this is also and this is something a lot of people uh, are still in shock about to this day that this was actually the final encounter between Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and not only that this would be Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match and he wouldn't wrestle ever ever again uh, a lot to talk about and everything else like that but we will get into that in just a moment now Let's go ahead and get into the promo. The song is entitled, um, this, <coughs> sorry, this is from WrestleMania 19. This is just a promo. You're going to hear the actual song at the very, very end of the show. You'll know what it is in just a moment. Oh, you'll know what it is right now. As a matter of fact, this is WrestleMania 19. This is Limp Biscuit doing a song called Crack Addict. This is a short version coming from the, uh, the whole thing that happened with The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. So without any further ado, here's the promo, here's the shit I'm talking about. Seven months ago, I told my boss, Vince McMahon, to take this job and shove it. Stone Cold Steve Austin got tired of sitting on his ass in the house, 
And everybody said, Austin can take his ball and go home. Well, Stone Cold Steve Austin is back. And my God, there he is! I didn't bring a ball with me. I brought a big fat can of whoop-ass. I can guarantee you that I am going to raise more hell in this ring than I've ever raised in my life. While still possibly one of the greatest promos in the history of the WWE, this would be the last promo between these two at WrestleMania 19. Now, just to give everybody an idea, if you want to get an opportunity to check out Stone Cold Steve Austin vs. The Rock at WrestleMania 19, all you got to do is go over to the WWE Network, subscribe to it, or you can go ahead and subscribe to Peacock TV and check out WrestleMania 19 as it happens. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Rock was uh, one of a few matches that were going to take place at WrestleMania 19. The others featured Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship, which was considered one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history. Of course, uh, another big matchup that happened uh, was the match that took 20 years in the making between the immortal Hulk Hogan versus Vince McMahon. The question on everyone's mind was who created Hulkamania? That was a big question. And of course, another big matchup that took place for the world heavyweight title, Triple H defending the championship against Booker T. 
That was another good matchup right there. So if you want to go ahead and check out WrestleMania 19, go ahead and, like I said, subscribe to the WWE Network or subscribe to Peacock TV and check out the network as it happens. Okay, guys, um, <clears throat> we're going to get into this whole thing right now with uh, what's about to take place right here, right now. Um, let me see if I can go ahead and get right into what we need to talk about. Obviously, we got to talk about um, the NWA back for the attack. I had a chance to look at the event. Uh, tremendous event, dig did. There was a crowd that took place over there. I didn't see all of the matches that happened. But it was pretty good to check out. I love what I saw. And I think, um, let me get into something real quick here. Uh, there was one thing that I saw that um, it wasn't puzzling or anything. Uh, there was one match that I thought was going to happen. But apparently, I don't know if it did happen or not. But from what I was looking at, I think the matchup happened. I'm talking about, uh, I think it was, who was it? It was... Uh, Tyrus, who had a match against, um, uh, who was it? Man. Titus, uh, Tyrus, I'm sorry, and Kratos. Uh, I think that matchup happened, but apparently from what I looked at, it seemed that the match did happen. I may have to look into a little bit more about it and everything else like that. So, okay, so, Okay. Okay, so I found what I was looking for and everything, so here we go. Um, okay, uh, the first matchup that took place was the uh, four-way match. Uh, this was a pretty good matchup, and um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, as I mentioned on the last episode, um, it featured uh, two superstars that are very, very well-known, uh, Crimson and Jax Dane, and the two that are very, very brand new to the NWA, Jordan Clearwater and Slice Boogie. Uh, the winner of the match, and uh, I looked at some of the post, uh, post-winning post stuff, uh, Slice Boogie won the matchup. So congratulations on his win on the Fatal 4-Way matchup that took place. Uh, also, another matchup that took place was uh, Tyrus, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, I was trying to look around to see what happened, but uh, it, it didn't show me anything at this point. So, uh, Tyrus, and I, I predicted that Tyrus was going to win the match, and that's exactly what happened. So, Tyrus defeated uh, J.R. Kratos, one half of the NWA World Tag Team Champions. Uh, what a win for his debut. Uh, this matchup, uh, Elijah Burke, the Pope, had a draw, had a draw against uh uh, Tom Thatabir, uh, and apparently, uh, the matchup. Apparently, what happened was uh, the, it was a fifteen-minute time limit. The time limit did expire. Both men uh, got the match by a draw, and but Elijah Burke, however, is still the NWA World Television Champion, so he still retains the title regardless of how it went down. Now. The next matchup, and oh man, and uh, <laughs> I like to make my apologies at this time. Yes, I like to make my apologies to Thunderosa. Uh, I didn't see much of the match, and I'd like to see it again when I have the opportunity to look at my Fight TV uh, subscription. Uh, Camille defeated Thunderosa. And now that means that Camille has an opportunity 
to go after. She's the number one contender now, which means she'll be able to go after the NWA Women's World Champion or World Women's Championship against the uh, the champion herself, Serena Deeb. That should be a tremendous matchup. And um, and I I extend my apologies because, like I said, I love Camille. I really do. But I was going for Thunder Rosa for several reasons. Number one, she's from Texas. Number two, she's from San Antonio. Number three, like I said, she had the experience and everything else like that. But um, I guess she, I guess she proved us wrong in a very huge way. So big congratulations go out to Camille, and I can't wait for her to go after the NWA Women's World Championship. It's going to be tremendous. Check that out. For the national championship, the NWA national championship, Trevor Murdoch defeated uh, Chris Adonis. Now I saw this match. Uh, right when I was, because uh, I came in and I saw the pay-per-view right away. And uh, this is when I saw Trevor win against uh, Chris Adonis. <clears throat> I didn't think it was going to happen, but it did. But then at the end of the match, uh, I think Chris Adonis went ahead and attacked uh, Trevor Murdoch. He was not too impressed with what he did. And he was hoping for his debut to end up winning the national uh, championship. So it didn't happen. Trevor Murdoch is still the NWA national uh, NWA National Champion. Congratulations go out to him. The next matchup right here is the last match, and this matchup here that I've been waiting to check out. The National Treasure, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis, going one-on-one against Aaron Stevens, who's also one half of the NWA World Tag Team Champions. Now, as I mentioned earlier, this match was going to be dedicated to... Um, to Joseph uh, Joseph um, Hudson, who would be also known as uh, Josephus, and also known as the Question Mark. So uh, there were a lot of things that happened. Uh, the matchup was extremely good. Uh, Nick Aldis, um, a tremendous champion, smooth as always, great at what he does. Um, there were there were a few times that there were certain mistakes that happened between these two, but man, it was a it was a grueling matchup. Um, glad I had a chance to see it, and at the end, uh, Nick Aldis has proven many many times as to why he is a national treasure and why he is the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Nick Aldis, congratulations go out to Nick Aldis for retaining the championship. And uh, Aaron Stevens had tried his best to uh, go after the champion. And then, of course, at the end of the match, um, Nick Aldis had asked him to stand up. Aaron Stevens to stand up. Um, got a shaking hand of sportsmanship and everything. And then and then came the end of the show. Uh, I had an opportunity to see what was going to happen at the very, very end. I think I recorded this um, on my phone. And I think I, ha- I have not displayed it on my main event talk uh, Facebook page yet because of some concerns of what would happen if I were to show the video but anyways the, the video at the very very end when the the shaking hands were done uh, what happened at the very very end um, was touching and it was very very cool uh, seeing not only um, Nick Aldis and uh, Aaron Stevens in the middle of the ring but also seeing everyone in there from Camille to Thunder Rosa to everyone not just uh, the superstars of the NWA but also everyone that has been um, uh, that is thinking about Joseph Hudson and this was this event the match was all dedicated in his honor and his memory and uh, it was very very cool 
ever, you know, seen the the question mark mask and seen the flag out there and seen everything. And it was, um, it's very, very cool. I mean, the event, the NWA, um, the back for the attack pay-per-view was so good. It was so good to watch. I wish I could watch the entire event again if I had the opportunity. Because this was one of these events. This was one of these events where you're glad to be a wrestling fan, you know, and you don't like to see hokey bullshit and a bunch of crazy stupid things that you see in the ring that just makes you disgusted by what you see in professional wrestling whether it's WWE <clears throat> or AEW <clears throat> or anything else like that in that particular nature now to some people they'll go ahead and tell me well maybe this is not your cup of tea no this is not your cup of tea because I'm a pro wrestling fan I, w- I want my wrestling to be for real I don't want my wrestling to look like it came straight out of a horror movie and didn't make any fucking sense <clears throat> so my congratulations go out to the NWA um, I'm glad that they're back uh, back for the attack was a tremendous event get an opportunity to check it out while you can on Fight TV no doubt they'll probably have the full version of it while you can you can see it on demand when you have the opportunity of course don't forget this coming Tuesday uh, for the first time in well over a year, the NWA's power, uh, the NWA power is coming back live as it happens, and it's going to take place on Fight TV, and the main event's going to definitely be checking that out. Um, it's going to be 6.05 or 5.05 or whatever time it is to get an opportunity, but check it out while you can, featuring all the superstars of the NWA from Nick Aldis, the NWA World Champion, to the National Champion, and Trevor Murdoch, the Tag Team Champions, um, uh, Kratos, and uh, Aaron Stevens, and all of your favorite NWA superstars. It should be tremendous. Cannot wait to check it out. See Fight TV as it happens. So to close this out, <clears throat> just to close this out and just get it out of the way, and um, I wanted to do it simply because I can. And plus, I think it's a very popular song, and it's a good way to end the whole thing with um, the whole thing with the uh, what you call it, the back for the attack event. Uh, to me, like I said, um, great pay per view. Digged it. This is one of these things where I'm glad that I could be a professional wrestling fan. I'm glad that I can do the things that I do with pro wrestling. I love the NWA. I love other organizations that don't make wrestling look like a little joke. I'm glad that the NWA is back. And all I can say is, I'm glad that the NWA is back for the attack. And we can't wait to see more of the National Wrestling Alliance. You need love, so now I'm back.
uh, nothing like a good classic to play out everything that happened at Back for the Attack. That was Duncan with the song Back for the Attack. And of course, as always, if you want to check out some Duncan, if you want to check out some of that music, all you got to do is go over to Spotify. You can also even go over to uh, YouTube or to Pandora, to uh, YouTube Red and others to find out where your favorite music is at. Back for the Attack. Congratulations to the NWA. I'm glad that you guys are back, and I hope we see a lot more of the NWA and so much more. Okay. Okay, so let's get into the disaster piece that is the WWE. So, you ready for this, guys? Are you ready for this? Because this is going to be very, very interesting. Okay, so... Let's review this, shall we? Um, oh my God, I don't know where. I really, really don't know where to start with this because um, I had an opportunity after the NWA event was done. Uh, I actually had a few minutes to check out. Um, WWE um, had a chance to check out what was going on in w- in some WWE and everything. Right when it was done, I think... Um, I was going right to my network, and as soon as I got there, then they went ahead, and you know we were already getting into what was about to happen and everything, so it was pretty cool. So, <clears throat> let's start off. Let's see if we can get this out of the way here. Okay. All right, so there's a few things that I see here. Okay, that worked. Well, actually, you know what, guys? I'm going to do everybody a favor here, uh, just so everyone get an idea, because earlier... Earlier we had a chance, uh, there was something that I wanted to show everybody here. I want everyone to get an opportunity to check this out. Uh, it was good. Um, now, as we speak, just to let everybody know, um, right when, uh, even though Fastlane was over, they were getting an opportunity to show the Broken Skull sessions that featured also Randy Orton and, and Stone Cold Steve Austin and it was one of those events or one of those shows that was pretty cool to watch now just in case you've not had an opportunity to check out Stone Cold Steve Austin's The Broken Skull Sessions with Randy Orton let the main event give you a sneak peek of The Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Randy Orton hey uh let's talk about the RKO yeah it will become your uh, signature finishing move how did you get the move how did you come up with the name? It's your initials, but right. tell me so, about this. So, Look at that. Yeah, hey, And you've baby. caught this thing in some epic yeah, freaking yeah. flights. Yeah, yeah. It just took on a mind of its own, man. And, and, and I'm so fortunate to work with so many guys that are so creative in the way that they'll have me hit them with it. Like, I can't, I can't take credit for all these memes that were, like, I hit it out of a 360. Yeah. Like, I don't cut. Hey, think he could do a 780 off the deal, whatever's yeah, my word, on, and I catch yeah. it, you know? Like, it, it's it's their ideas, so I can't take all the credit. But um, as far as the move goes, of course, there was a diamond cutter. Yep. And, of course, there was the ace crusher. Yep. So, Laurenitis and me, Laurenitis had my back, and I was trying this this move. Uh, I believe it was called the overdrive. And it was hurting my shoulder a little bit, which had already been fixed up. And so Laurenitis was like, hey, man, do the ace crusher. So I said, okay, change it up a little bit. Holy sh- Thank you, Johnny, because now I got this thing I can hit anybody with from anywhere. There's no setup. There's no nothing. Boom. And it just happens. And as far as the RKO, uh, the first night that I was doing it on TV, it might have 
been against Hurricane uh, Helms, Shane Helms, but Vince is walking in the hallway. We needed a name for this thing. My, 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 you know, Randy Keith Orton are my initials, and I came up. I'm like, you know, TKO, RKO, this KO, 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 like RKO, Vince, what do you think? And he's just never skipped a beat, kept walking, didn't change his strides, and I like it. And that was it. That was it. Next thing you know, it's RKO. It's RKO. a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, again, lucky, man. Yeah. Like, right place, right time. Uh, in, in a way, the RKO is somewhat similar to a stunner, but yeah. also very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, RKO versus a stunner, which would be more effective? I mean, because RKO has worked wonders for you. It has. The stunner has worked wonders for me. Uh, huh? Let's go to the tape. <laughs> we got some footage. Oh, watch this. God, that's timing. That's sweet. That's sweet. Wait, did you tweak leg? No. Oh, no. Scott, oh, look up. Here we go. Bam. Bam. Oh, you want another? Here you go. Nice. Nice, ah, Bob. Nice, there Bob. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, no, reverse it. Oh, sweet. Oh, okay. That's nice. Okay. Okay. Kurt Angle, love Kurt. Oh, oh God. See you later. Who doesn't? Oh, Timber. Okay, okay, okay. Hook the leg. Okay, here we go. This is nice. This is one of my favorite ones. Yeah, likewise. Look at oh, the rock. Oh, here you go. See you later. Oh, you want another one? Let me get you my sights. Wait for it. Wait <laughs> yeah. for it. Wait for it. As long as you can. <laughs> Wham! See you later. I never knew where he's going. Okay, yeah. that's the sweet. Ah, uh, here we go. I got a good future. All my idea. All of this. Oh! Just kidding. That was nice. What was great about that? Oh, here we go. Oh, look! Look at that. If I still had an <laughs> ass, if I still had an ass, I'd, you know, <laughs> back when I thank had Thank you. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you, Steve. <laughs> Uh, man, that was a uh, tremendous to check out. Uh, if you've not had an opportunity to check out the Broken Skull Sessions, get an opportunity to check it out once again in the WWE Network and also get a chance to check it out on... Uh, get a chance to check it out on... Uh, what is it? Um, uh, on Peacock TV, I'm sorry. Uh, the Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin featuring Randy Orton. That was cool to check out. Loved it, digged it. And... Um, like I said, get an opportunity to check it out while you can. Okay, let me get into this if you don't mind. All right, here we go. All right. So, uh, let me see if I can look into this real quick. All right. Um, I wanted to get into these matches real quick simply because I know what to expect. Let's, where's my... Okay, I'm just looking into a bunch of stuff right here because I'm looking for... There's one thing I'm looking for right now. Can't seem to find it at this point. Ah, here we go. That's what I was finding out. All right, that's what I was looking for. Okay. This is interesting right now. Um, Okay, before we go ahead and get into this whole thing with WWE Fastlane, let's start at the beginning. Uh, let's see if we can go ahead and try to... All right. Okay, so I'm looking into some information right now just so I can go ahead and print this out. Okay, let's see. Here we go. So the main event had an opportunity to check out what has transpired with this whole thing with um, 
uh, see what happened at uh, WWE Fastlane and um, saw it. Um, it was everything that I would expect and more. Some of my predictions have actually came true and others were just a surprise, huge surprise to me. Okay, so let's find, here we go, this is what we're looking for. Okay, so let's start off with the first matchup that took place. Um, this was going to be on the kickoff show, uh, Riddle versus Mustafa Ali for the United States Championship rematch. Now, the, the prediction that I made in this match is, if Riddle were to win the match and retain the United States Championship, then right there will be the moment when Retribution breaks up. And sure enough, it is exactly what I predicted. Riddle retained the championship, and then all of a sudden, each and every one of the members of Retribution were leaving Mustafa Ali. It first started with uh, Reckoning. Most of you know her quite well as, you know, Mia Yim. And then uh, Slapjack. I think was the next one that left. And then it was down to the two, uh, T-Bar and Mace. They went ahead and put a move. That, it's pretty much a choke slam, but it's called High Justice. And, um, and that's it. So Mustafa Ali and Retribution are no longer together. Let me tell you something, guys. And I'm going to do this right here, right now, because I can. Let me tell you something, and I'll be the first one to say this. Well, I said this from a long time ago on my podcast. There was no way in hell, no way in hell this retribution thing was going to work, even with Mustafa Ali involved. What did they accomplish? Zero. What were they going to be able to try to do? Zero. Who were they going to be able to attack? Nobody. They had nothing. Now, with all due respect, I mean, some of these guys in retribution were pretty good. There were some talented superstars, but they could have been better in singles competition or even in tag team action. Put them all together in a group. Nobody knows who the fuck they are, and you expect this group to get over? No. Unfortunately, it is getting over. Over to the fucking bridge, to the fucking river. That is what happened. So, once again, Matt Riddle is the United States champion, and Mustafa Ali and Retribution are officially over. It's done. It's out the window. Speaking of things that are done and out the window, well, this was no, this was no prediction. We all saw it coming. We knew what was about to happen. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler to defend their tag team titles against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, and I made the prediction that uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler were going to win the titles, and Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair were going to have the little feud, and then all of a sudden something was going to go down. Well. Something did go down, and it happened almost uh, a little bit differently from what I expected. So, um, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, with their butler, Casberry, Reginald, if you will, <laughs> uh, we knew what was going to happen. Something happened. Someone fucked up. Uh, pretty much Sasha Banks had fucked up, and Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler had retained their titles, walked away, and then all of a sudden, Sasha blames the loss against Bianca Belair. And then Sasha slapped the living shit out of Bianca Belair. And that was like, oh, my God, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and we knew it was going to happen. So now the tag team bullshit is out the window. And now we can focus on WrestleMania. Because now Sasha Banks has an opportunity to defend. And 
ignore the noise because that was stupid for for what that was. But anyways, uh, <laughs> Sasha Banks has an opportunity to defend the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bianca Belair at WrestleMania, and now we're three weeks away. Now we're three weeks away from WrestleMania. The main event's going to be prepared and you know get himself ready for what's about to happen in the next couple of weeks. So be ready. So once again, your winners, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, they retain the Women's Tag Team Championship against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. The next matchup was for the Intercontinental Championship, Big E against Apollo Crews. Um, this whole thing with Apollo Crews coming out with this fake Nigerian accent. So far, a lot of people have been telling me that, dude, this is the worst gimmick that he's ever done. And to me, it's like, you know what? Apollo Crews just needs to be a heel. He doesn't have to pretend to be Nigeria. He d- really doesn't. You know, because it kind of... You know, I'd rather have Apollo be for real than him being someone that he's not. You know what I'm saying? And I like Apollo Crews. And, you know, I saw the match, and Big E was tearing his ass up in that match like crazy. And it was a good match. It was a very, very good match. But then came the finish. Now, uh, the finish of the match, I don't know, I'm not sure if you guys have had an opportunity to look at it. But when I saw the match, um, it seemed like Big E had pinned uh, Apollo Crews, had him at cradle, and then the cradle was reversed, and I think Big E got pinned at the hands of Apollo Crews. Now, it's, you know, it, I don't know, the, the match ended in controversy somehow, and it seemed like Apollo Crews won the Intercontinental Championship. It seemed like that way to me anyway, but it seems, and and, and you know what the stupid part is? They didn't even bother to do a replay of it. They didn't even show what happened at the end. You know, and that kind of that kind of bothered me a little bit. So hopefully at the conclusion of this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast, I'm going to go back to my Main Event. Uh, I'm going to go back to my network and see if I can straighten this out. And hopefully we can talk about it when we have the opportunity. But it says here that Big E defeated Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental title. And I wanted Big E to... Uh, I wanted Apollo Crews to win the match. I want it to happen. But apparently it is what it is. Oh. <clears throat> Sorry, it is what it is. Apollo Crews lost. Big E is still the champion. So, what is going to happen with Big E and the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania? We'll all have to find out. Okay, now let's look for some laughter in this one. <laughs> let's look for some laughter in this one. Okay, so originally what they did was they had Braun Strowman go up against Shane McMahon at Fastlane. Okay, here's the stupid part. Okay, so. We knew this match was dropped already. We already knew it was dropped. There was no point in talking about it. And then all of a sudden, they show this video of Shane McMahon. He's doing some karate boxes and everything else like that. And he twicks his knee. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. And and I thought, you know what? I thought they dropped this match. There was no point in even bringing it up. So Shane McMahon's coming at a crutch, right? He's coming at a crutch, walking over. And then all of a sudden... Um, Elias and Elias had to come at a very very bad time and then Elias wanted to perform at Wrestlemania he's talented, he's got the guitar he's got Jackson Ryder on his side he knows he can perform, he knows he can do all this stuff and then all of a sudden oh god And (laughs) Shane McMahon right away it wasn't a good time to bother him and then he had a plan and we already knew what the plan was right away my head was thinking oh i see it it's coming uh elias against braun strowman at fastlane and sure enough holy fuck that's what it was 
Because immediately when I saw Elias in the middle of the ring with the fucking guitar, and I saw Seamus, uh, uh, Shane McMahon right next to him, and then Jackson Ryder, uh, Shane failed to mention that Elias was going to take on Braun Strowman tonight. He was going to be his replacement. And I'm like, oh, God, I saw it coming. Oh, the matchup didn't even didn't even last long. It was like, what, three? Yeah, almost three, four minutes of the match, and that was it. Didn't take so long. <laughs> so your winner, Braun Strowman, he defeated Elijah. I'm just... <laughs> Elias. Elias it, there, there was no point in talking about that. So the next matchup was uh, pretty much a show stealer. One of the two matches that stole the show. Uh, Seth Rollins going one-on-one against Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, this was a good match. This was a very, very good match from head to toe. Loved how it went down, everything. Um, I was enjoying the living hell out of the matchup. I really thought Nakamura was really going to beat Seth Rollins in the middle of the ring. I, I really thought that was going to happen. But I, I had this feeling that Seth Rollins was going to win it. He was going to win it somehow, some way, and every way possible, and it happened. So, uh... Seth Rollins went ahead and hit him with the curb stomp, and then that was it. So Seth Rollins wins his match over Shinsuke Nakamura. And I was kind of hoping for Cesaro to come out at the end of the match. So um, I'm, and this is my prediction, this is my thought, and I think it's going to happen at WrestleMania. I see Cesaro going after Seth Rollins at um, at WrestleMania. I kind of see that happening. I don't know what the future holds for Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm really hoping for Nakamura to be maybe in an intercontinental matchup, maybe in a battle royal at WrestleMania, because it's, you know, and and let's be honest, let's call it like we see it. I hate to see Nakamura's talents not being used at WrestleMania. It would kind of suck. I mean, right now he's a baby face and he really needs to expand in a huge way. Okay, so the next matchup right here, this was a battle. This was a brutal, brutal battle. And I like this, how this matchup went down. It was a fight between two competitors. Drew McIntyre going one-on-one against Sheamus. These guys were fighting the living shit out of each other from head to toe, left and right, and it was great. Digged it, loved it, and everything else like that. And I mentioned in my predictions that if Drew McIntyre wins his match against Sheamus, the feud would be over, it would be finally put in the back burner, and then this would be the opportunity for... This would be the opportunity for Drew McIntyre to move forward and go after Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. So that is what was going to happen, and uh, pretty much that's exactly what's going to happen. The matchup with Sheamus, but if Sheamus were to win over Drew McIntyre, that would be a one-on-one match now. I mean, it would be an even Steven playing field in that match. So then they would have to have one more match before Drew McIntyre could move on. So luckily it didn't happen that way. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus put on a good fight. They came all over the place. Uh, They did everything that they could. And then, of course, one bro kick here, one claymore here, one table be broken here. Uh, Every, I mean, these guys' bodies were completely destroyed. I mean, you look at the backs of Sheamus, you look at the backs of Drew McIntyre. My God, that's exactly what I wanted to see. I wanted to see a fight between two guys. Nothing stupid, nothing clownish, nothing ridiculous. And unfortunately, we're going to be talking about that in just a moment. So your winner, Drew McIntyre, he defeats Sheamus in the no-holds-barred match. And now Sheamus, uh, and now Drew McIntyre has an opportunity to go over to WrestleMania and take on Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Can't wait to check that out at WrestleMania. Should be a tremendous match to check out. Okay, now I'm going to save this last part right here because the next match is Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. We're going to leave that alone because I got a lot I want to say about that. The next matchup... 
Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship, and Edge is a special guest enforcer. Now, matchup was good. Um, it was great and everything that I expected, but much like the Intercontinental Championship matchup, there was a lot of controversy surrounding this. So apparently, uh, in the match, the referee was apparently knocked out. I don't know what happened exactly, because I, I went over to go get something, and as soon as I came in, all of a sudden, here comes Edge. And I knew right away that Edge was just going to be outside the ring. There was going to be a referee from the inside the ring, and if anything happens to the referee, then Edge was going to come in and interject in the match, which happened. So everything happened the way it was. Uh, Daniel Bryan looked like he was about to put um, Roman Reigns away, and then all of a sudden, here comes Jay Uso. And it's like, you know what? How many, t- and this is the fucking truth, how many times are we going to see this whole thing with Jay Uso coming into the ring? Look, couldn't you at least just get. Jimmy Uso involved, that way you can get the Usos involved with Roman. How many times are we going to see this fucking shit happen, right? So, Uso comes in, interferes in the match, takes out Edge, tries to take out Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan takes out Uso, and then here's Daniel Bryan with the chair and he's fixing to take out Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns moves out of the way, and then here comes Edge, and boom! Like that, and then all of a sudden, Roman Reigns get hit, uh, gets hit with the, the well, the yes lock, whatever it is, and he was trying to make Roman Reigns tap out. No referees were in sight. Edge was left in the corner, still being hurt. And all of a sudden, you see Roman Reigns tapping out. And then Edge went ahead and take the steel chair and nailed, nailed Daniel Bryan. And the first thing that came to my head was, we're going to see a triple threat match at WrestleMania. It's obvious. It's right there. It's right in front of you. So when all that was over, Edge was disgusted. Edge went ahead and took out. Roman Reigns, Edge went ahead and took out Daniel Bryan, he was pissed, he got angry, he threw the chair, he walked out, and that was it. Another referee came in, and I'm thinking, is this match over, is it done, and then all of a sudden, voila, that's it. Roman Reigns comes in, and uh, apparently covers Daniel Bryan, one, two, three, that was it. Daniel Bryan loses the match, Roman Reigns retains the Universal Championship, And now Roman Reigns goes after Edge at WrestleMania, but obviously with the controversy that just took place a few moments ago, and and this just took place a few moments ago. So now, it's and and it just seems very obvious. I mean, we we all see it coming. I mean, uh, the rumors that I got and the reports that I was getting was that they were just going to have Edge versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. But I, like I said, it sounds good. It sounds okay. Even Edge versus. Daniel Bryan would sound good at WrestleMania, but I don't think that's going to... It's going to end up being a triple threat match. You see it coming. I mean, they they didn't know how to work it, and this was the way to work it, and I think it was pretty good. I think it was pretty good the way it was and everything else like that. I think it would have been a whole lot better if Daniel Bryan were to win the championship, move on, and, you know, because like I said, I had this plan where... Like I said uh, in my last episode, it was too easy for Roman to become champion. Too easy. Way too easy. If Daniel Bryan were to be the champion and move on and face Edge against WrestleMania, and then you have Roman Reigns pissed off, angry, and upset, and he wants to get involved at WrestleMania, he will do whatever he can. He's going to interject himself one way or another. That would have been a whole lot better. That would have made a whole lot of sense, and it would have worked out perfectly in a triple threat match, and you see it right there at WrestleMania. But this uh, this was a little bit different. This was a little bit different from what I understand, and... Um, Kudos to the WWE for making it happen. So, Roman Reigns retains his championship, defeating Daniel Bryan. And now we're going to see Edge versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania for the Universal Championship. But expect 
as the old expression goes, cards subject to change. You're going to see a triple threat match. It's going to happen. You're going to see Daniel Bryan. You're going to see Roman Reigns. And you're going to see Edge. And it's going to end up the way it is. Just like that at WrestleMania. Be prepared for that. Okay. Now, this matchup took place a few moments ago. And let me tell you something, guys. Boy, do we need to talk about this match. And I mentioned this, and I was furious. So, as I mentioned earlier, somebody was going to get buried at Fastlane. And someone just did. And let me kind of explain how this goes, okay? Alexa Bliss taking on Randy Orton. Now, I wasn't sure exactly how this match was going to go. I really didn't know what to expect. All I wanted to see was, okay, here was my thought. And follow along with me before anyone starts to play the little game of what the fuck. So, imagine if you will, Alexa Bliss facing off against Randy Orton, just the way it is. I mean, nothing nothing to change, nothing to mess with and everything else like that. Just leave it the way it is, right? Alexa wants to take on a man, let it happen, right? And my thought was, Alexa was probably going to pull some of this hocus-pocus bullshit that you've been seeing on television for the past few weeks. Randy Orton is throwing up black blood or ashes or whatever the fuck that shit is. And I'm just disgusted by what I see. And then Randy Orton looks face-to-face on television against himself, right? So, my thought was, Alexa is a girl. Randy Orton is a man. Okay, Randy Orton is going to beat the shit out of Alexa Bliss. That is reality. That's how the fucking goes. You get Alexa Bliss to play these little games at Randy Orton, right? You get her to do that shit, but then one move. One move. You hit an RKO, you lay Alexa Bliss out. Randy Orton's not going to pin her. Nah, it's not going to fucking happen. Nah, you're out of your fucking mind. You let Alexa Bliss lay there, like a little pile of trash. You let her get up. Randy Orton is all set, ready to go. You know how Randy Orton's always in the corner and he's going to ready to kick you in the fucking head? Well, that was the plan. That was the thought. I thought, okay, let Alexa get laid out with an RKO. Let her try to rise up. Let Randy Orton go ahead and kick her in the fucking head. Now, when it happens, the lights will go out. And then all of a sudden, you see the fiend comes out looking like a crispy critter. Just the way it goes down, right? The match is a no DQ, right? Or the match is a no contest. Nobody wins. The fiend returns. Everything goes well. It's all set. You got it. WrestleMania, the fiend versus Randy Orton. It's all set. That is how I imagined how it should be. Not what the fuck I just saw. In that pay-per-view. So, let's blend with this whole fucking story, shall we? Okay. So, here comes Randy Orton. He's coming out. He's doing his thing. He's doing the pose as only he can, right? And then, all of a sudden, Randy Orton did what he did last time. He's coughing up black blood for some odd reason. What the hell? He's asked for a towel. He wants to get this shit out of his mouth. And then, here comes Alexa Bliss playing her old music, right? Coming down, looking like little Miss Bliss, doing her shit and everything else like that. And then, here's the Fiend song, and I'm hearing a remix version, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I mean, seriously, what the fuck am I hearing? So, 
as all this is occurring, right? All of a sudden, there's Alexa on one corner, there's Randy Orton on the other, there's a referee. Everything starts turning pink. Why am I seeing pink? Is Bret Hart going to be in the fucking match or what? So, as I'm watching this, Alexa Bliss is all smiles. Randy Orton is pissed off and he wants to beat the living shit out of her. As the bell rang, all of a sudden, Randy Orton is coming after her. And then all of a sudden, the poof of flames show up. A poof of flames show up. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? And then Alexa's playing these little skip around games. Kind of like, like she was AJ Lee or something like that, right? So she's doing this, right? And the next thing that happens, the next thing that happens is, okay, um, what was the next part? Uh, I was trying to remember piece by piece of what I saw in the match. Um, Alexa is playing all these little games, doing all this shit, doing it the way it is, and we, we all knew what to expect, right? And then all of a sudden, they're back in the ring. Randy Orton's trying to slowly not go after her, right? And then all of a sudden, as soon as Randy Orton gets closer and closer and closer and closer to go after Alexa Bliss, all of a sudden, Alexa Bliss started to become, you guessed it, folks, Super Mario. Yes, she threw a fireball at Randy Orton for the second time. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Okay, now, here's where it gets real stupid. Randy Orton is confronting Alexa Bliss while she's on the top rope, right? Now, all of a sudden, I'm looking at the floors like, wait a minute, what the fuck is that? I see a hand coming out like, oh my God, here he comes. And we're all wondering as to how the fiend would look. He came out, he showed up, he looked like a crispy critter, he looked menacing. Now, I didn't mind what I saw. I didn't mind the fiend coming back. That was okay. I digged it. It was fine. All right? What I didn't like was this. So he hits the sister Abigail. He hits the sister Abigail on Randy Orton. Randy Orton is laid out. And then comes the unthinkable, the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Alexa Bliss is walking right by, is on top of Randy Orton. The referee pins it. One, two, three. You just buried Randy Orton in the middle of the fucking ring because you had a woman defeat a legend killer like the like Randy Orton. Are you fucking kidding me? This this is this is not about this is not about look. I liked how it looked, alright? But you didn't have to bury Randy Orton like that. You really didn't. You could have done something different with him, but no. You had to you had to do something stupid in order to get the fiend to come back. The fiend come back, that's fine. I was okay with it. No contest, it would have been fine. You wouldn't have buried Randy Orton. You would have done nothing stupid to Randy, but you did. It happened. It showed up. And now unfortunately, well, we're going to get it. Obviously, we're going to get it. I predicted it and I saw it was going to happen. The fiend comes out. Alexa Bliss wins her match. Now at WrestleMania, it's going to be Randy Orton versus The Fiend at WrestleMania. I predicted it. You guys predicted it. We all saw it coming. But I'm telling you this right now. If I see Randy Orton beat the shit out of Alexa Bliss on Monday Night Raw, I hope to God that happens. So that way, that would at least find a way to put Randy on the good side. But it's now all set, okay? Fastlane was a good pay-per-view. Didn't like the end. 
It should have been worked. It should have been done. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. We're going to finish it off right here, but I'm going to have a lot more to talk about in the next few days and the next few weeks. Be ready. Of course, you can go ahead and subscribe to the Main Event Talk podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or whatever it is you find your favorite podcast. Of course, you can follow the Main Event on Twitter at twitter.com slash at Main Event Player. You can also follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash at Main Event Player. You can also follow me on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash at Real Main Event Talk for all your latest info, what's going on in professional wrestling. So, guys, thank you for listening to this episode, and don't forget we got some big events that are going to be happening, including Ring of Honor's 19th anniversary show, which is going to be taking place this coming Friday. I'll be talking about that and so much more. So until then, guys, I'm out of here. I'll see you later. I'll see you on another great episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. WWE, congratulations. You just buried Randy Orton. And I hope at WrestleMania, Randy Orton beats the shit out of Alexa Bliss and the fiend gets taken out. I'm out of here.
sure I'm